You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, let me take you back to, I guess, the end of 1996, and we've heard that there's going to be yet another sequel, and yeah. then the trailer comes out. Can you remember your feelings um, with this one? Strangely, no. Look, all the others, I can remember the first time I saw all the other the three films. I can remember where I saw it. I can remember my feelings on it. This one, I I don't think I can. I went to the cinema to see it, and I remember seeing trailers, and there was a lot of stuff in Fangoria and Starlog, um, but I can't remember any specifics of. I mean, this possibly sums up the film for me that. I can't remember going to cinema and being annoyed. I can't remember going to cinema and being excited. I, I don't. I can't remember going to the cinema to see it. But I did. No, I. Yeah, I. I don't remember much yeah. about that initial lead up to it yeah. to its release. I know it's like, oh no, not another one because yeah. we had had Alien Three, and we refer you back to our last episode, where back then when that's all we had was the theatrical version and we didn't yes. even know we had no inkling of the troubles behind the scenes so that well, kind of well, like jaded you didn't yeah it? for a long time it was the um the alien trilogy wasn't it we had yes. the alien trilogy box set and the alien trilogy facehugger case and it was the alien trilogy. and then they they announced um well we're doing a fourth one and i don't even th i think i don't think i was that excited by it i was like oh, okay um and i remember reading stuff in um Fangoria um, and thing. and it was the same old that you get on all of this stuff where it was this is going to be the best ever we're using the most you know we're updating the suit and it's going to be the best suits ever and we've done this and we've done that and we've blah, blah, blah. and I think by then I was perhaps a little bit jaded because mm -hmm. um, they said the same thing on three didn't they that this yep. is going to be the best ever the most ambitious for her. and I thought mm. and then I, I remember I read somewhere and it might it might have been a local review, like in the Oxford Mail or something like that. And I think it summed it up for me. And I, I remember at the time thinking, uh, and it was um, Poseidon in space. Mm. I think that's what it is. It's it's more the Poseidon adventure than it is an alien. alien. Yeah. 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 Um, and then it was, I think afterwards you start reading about the the problems behind the scenes and the, you know stuff that was going on. But it's all very much of a, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, and you know, I mean, yeah, I, I we had been let down enough by this point. Yeah. Not just with the Alien series of films, you know, other, sequels I, in general. I think yeah, this, this yeah. was this was at the height of the cash cow films are cash cows isn't they? well this is what i was yeah. leading into because you know the story was done the story yeah. was over oh, yeah. ripley 100%. was dead right so suddenly they announced they're going to make another one yeah. and before you even look behind the scenes you know it's a cash cow it is the studio wanting to make money and that's yeah. where it stops and that's where i lose interest with alien resurrection in that this isn't somebody coming to the studio and saying i've got an idea how to continue Ripley's yeah. story or the story of the alien forward this is the studio saying we want to make another one we want to make money and you know um you know David Guyler you know Walter Hill yeah. went but but she's dead um yeah. you know we, we, we can't do anything yeah. with when, this I know there's politics behind the scene and everything but when you're two producers that have been so instrumental in shaping this universe go don't make this it will ruin everything 
you have to start thinking why make it then and I think alarm right. bell should yeah. have been ringing yeah, shouldn't exactly they? yeah um, and this was this was sort of you're right, an absolute definition of the studio going well uh, we need a fourth one yep looking round because again it, an, another one of those things where a director didn't come to them and say I've got I a have burning a vision. passion yeah I want to make this film they had to persuade I mean I'm sorry if you've got to persuade a director to make a film after they've read the script they're probably not the person to do it no, I mean, oh, Jean-Pierre says, doesn't he, yeah. that uh, he said, I don't want to do it, and they yeah. said, that's why we want you. Yeah. What a stupid-ass yeah. way of going about things. Can you imagine you know? if you hired builders like that? Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really like putting reeds on. I really don't want to do yours. It's going to be a pain. And you force them to do it. Yeah, you're going to get a quality roof, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's just stupid. Yeah. I, I don't understand the executives at this time deciding that this is the route to go down. Yeah. You know. Uh, now I, I understand that you know if you, you can't just keep giving people the same thing over and over again. You know because it's tired and it's predictable. Yeah. So you've got to do something a bit different. But but. This, this film to me is such a self-indulgent film in that the studio handed across pretty much every, after the script was done by Joss Whedon. Every other choice after this is Jean-Pierre choosing who he's going to yeah. have in it, who he's going to have behind the scenes. All the choices was down to him. Now, I don't mind him as a filmmaker. I like Delicatessen. I like Amelie. I like City of Lost Children. They are, you, you know, quite charming European fantasy films. But that's that's the thing. They're all set in a whimsical fantasy universe. Whimsical. That's yeah. the word. That's the word. So, so you take that ethic, you take that viewpoint, you take that style, but now you're going to make an alien film. Yeah, a hard science fiction film. Possibly the mo the hardest science fiction universe there was at the time. The, the alien was. It was a mechanical universe, wasn't it? Mm. Everything is mechanical. Everything is science. There's no magic. There's no nothing like that yet. I, th I think it was an absolute mistake. I, I, I sort of sympathise a bit with the studio because normally the plan is when you've run out of steam on a franchise, but you still want to you know scrape that extra bit of money in, you send your characters into space. Mm -hmm. Friday the Thirteenth, Leprechaun, they all you know uh, um, Hellraiser. They, all they were, go, they were going to do it with Escape from New York, weren't they? Yeah, they, they were, were going to send yeah. Snake Pliskin yeah. into space. Thank God they didn't, because mm. did you see the, the script that it was meant to be, wasn't it? <laughs> that Escape or No Escape, awful. Um, but they, these are like, let's send them in space. They're already in space. Oh, mm. poo. Let's put them on a luxury liner. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think this could have been interesting. There's bits of this film that I do like, but they don't work. No, like the, and the, yeah, the whole idea of the fact that it's a hybrid, so part of Ripley's DNA is in the alien, and part of Alien's DNA is in Ripley. That could have been fascinating. They don't go anywhere with it, no. other than to give Sigourney Weaver a chance to play whatever character this is. Um, she's having a ball. Good for her. Well, the amount um, of money having, they gave yeah. her, um, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she would do, wouldn't she? She's uh, she's having more fun, I think, than the audience is. Um, but yeah, you're every other every other decision made. Because trouble is, like Joss Whedon, I I like I like Joss Whedon's films, and I quite like his writing style. But I don't think he's suited to this. Um, but his whole script was written with Newt being. Not Ripley. Ripley's gone. They were going to clone yeah, Newt. Rip, Rip, Ripley yeah. wasn't in it, was Exactly, she? yeah. And it all sort of... If you if you watch it, a lot of it that doesn't work, if you think of it as Newt, you go, oh, OK, that, yeah, that might... I can see what they were going with. But when it gets to that point, and then even Joss Whedon says, um, when the studio said, no, no, we've got Scurney Weaver, you've got to write in, he didn't want to do it because he said he doesn't know how to do that. Mm. With any of it making sense, and you can see it, and then he's hand. You're right. He's handed this script over, and then this um, this whimsical Frenchman. Who, yeah, I I love his films. I think this is his worst film. Uh, he comes along, and he's going, okay, let's let's bring in all my stock uh, rotor of actors. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. 
uh, and then let's put in lots of whimsy. And it's like, what? Mm. Um, <coughs> where was the studio interference on this one? It's like, they're going to David Fincher in number three. Uh, no, you're not doing that. No, no, do it. This one, they seem to have gone, oh, okay, do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. This is where we needed the studio suits to go, hold on, Mr. Frenchman. Yeah. Back off there, boy. And this is where the F word comes up for me, right? And yeah. this is where I have a problem. When people talk about a film franchise, yeah. right, that really rankles me because if you have a series of films, right, that should be just continuing the story. Yeah. If you have a film franchise, you are making the films to make money. And this yes, is, I think, exactly. the point where it really kicked in for the Alien series. It's no longer yeah. an Alien series. It's an Alien franchise from now on, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't think... I mean, a lot of people don't like Prometheus. And I, if you're coming at it as an alien fan, I understand why you wouldn't like Prometheus. I think Prometheus is fascinating, and I, I love some of the direction it went. In fact, sadly, the, the, the worst things about Prometheus are the bits where they said, yeah, it's an alien film again. Yeah. It's like, if it hadn't have been, it would have been a better film. But I, love, I do like that Ridley Scott tried to go in a different way, and it's, it makes you think, and it's beautiful film. But every other film in this sequ- in this series, Alien vs Predator, Alien vs Predator Requiem, um, Covenant, they're all completely pointless and completely forgettable. You know right, these these are the these are the equivalent of the Saturday afternoon matinee time filler. Yep. You know, to we we've we've got to put something on, on a Saturday afternoon in the cinema. What can you knock up for us? This yeah. this is, feels like to me it doesn't really it doesn't continue the story. It's not. It's not different enough story-wise than any of the other. It's basically aliens on a ship, and it. They've gone. Yep. They've gone. We've had an alien on a spaceship, and we've had aliens on a planet, and then we've had an alien on a planet. So let's have aliens in a ship. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, you, you saying about you know you enjoy Prometheus if it wasn't an alien film, yeah. and I think Alien Resurrection, if you didn't have Ripley in it and you changed the style of the aliens yeah. in it, and it became more a comic book movie of the adventures of this pirate crew who yeah. just happened to go to the Auriga, I've got more time for it. Yeah, and, and that this brings in yeah your your. One hundred percent correct. There, I think if this was a standalone little science fiction film, I'd happily watch it. Hmm. Um, but this this film suffers so much from the how do we make this different to the others? And they they thought of things like, oh, let's set it two hundred years in the future. Plays no point in the plot. Uh, let's not have Wayland Jatani. That's old hat. Let's have it United Systems military. Plays no part in the plot. They might as well be the same thing. Yep. And then they, they brought in all these characters, which are stock Joss Whedon characters. Everyone, everyone's a funny guy. Yep. Everyone, every line is a one-liner, including Ripley. There's no real straight guys, well, straight guys, straight characters here. They're all comedy characters. Um, but they're all, again, Joss Whedon's stock-in-trade mm-hmm. contemporary characters, and they shouldn't be. Why are they speaking like they're from 1994 or whatever, whenever <laughs> this was made? Um, and the Marvel films, sort of, the Joss Whedon Marvel films, suffer the same way from it. But that works because they're meant to be from this time period. None mm. of this works because everyone acts like they would now. Yeah. Um, Design-wise, it doesn't work. No. You know, th- th- this is hundreds of years in the future, and Ron Perlman's still got a World War II bomber jacket on. Yeah. Hundreds Silly of years in the future, like two and two hundred years after the pulse rifle, and all their weaponry is inferior. Yeah. Why is the military in this so stupid? Why none of the military people behave like they're in the military? I don't. It, perhaps perhaps it was meant to be some sort of sly comment on that the military has become stupid, but they don't really address that. It's just everyone acts in a stupid way. Why do they? It's like. It's not necessarily just this film that suffers from it. So everyone has to, whenever the the soldiers burst in, which they do a lot in this film, they then run up and touch their guns against the people. (laughs) These are long-range weaponry. That's the whole point. It's not a knife. I think you're giving it too much credit, saying that this is some sort of sly pastiche or something. It's just a stupid film. 
yeah I I, I, I I think it's it's just it's just silly it <laughs> is it's, silly yeah alright um, so alright and the silliest got that out the silliest the is who we're discussing tonight. Yeah, I, th- I thought maybe we should start with old yeah. General Perez <laughs> um, get and, yeah. and get him out of the way. Elton, these were very, very hard to come by. So was our cargo. You're uh, not about to plead poverty on me, are you, General? No, just saying very few people deal in cash nowadays. Just the ones don't like to keep business records. Yourself, for example. Drink, Elton. Constantly. I'm going to take a wild guess here, General, but I'm thinking whatever you got going on here, it ain't exactly approved by Congress. Who's the new filly you got on board, Elton? Oh, little girl playing pirates. She makes an impression. She is severely fuckable, ain't she? (laughs) Mighty handy with a monkey wrench, too, I might add. I think Bree's got a bit of a light in his eye for her. Fine little ass like that make a man walk, you know what I mean? (laughs) Mind you, uh... I think she's just a tad curious about uh, this little transaction of ours. I mean, I can't say as I blame her. It's awfully cloak and dagger stuff. It's a military operation. Really? Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I was under the impression that uh, most uh, army medical labs don't have to operate outside of regulated space. What do you want, Algernon? What can I do for you? Me? Yeah. Oh. Two days, bed and board. You know, Rach might want to snag a part here or there, whatever. I mean, uh, if it's not imposing. I know, so any problem. A couple of conditions, though. Ah, conditions. Not you, nor any of your formidable crew members will go anywhere near restricted areas. Rule number two. No trouble. Good behavior. Good behavior. No fights. No fights. No fights. No fights. Mikasa is Sukasa. All right, so, um, yeah, General Perez, I haven't been able to find a backstory for him. I don't think, and I think you'll be hard pushed on any of these characters to find a backstory because I don't think they have. They're not characters. No, there is that, and also the other thing that I haven't got, which I have got for the other three films and the thing in character, is my Alan Dean Foster novelizations, which I don't have because why would I buy the book of this if I didn't like the film? So I can't refer to that for any info. No, I I don't have it, so I I couldn't tell you. All Um, all I've got is his name, right? His full name is Martin Alejandro Carlos Perez. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is probably the most interesting thing about him. Yeah. All right, um, well, let's talk yeah. about this. Let's go into the film then, shall we? And, uh, right, so the first time we go, we're going to see him, he's watching video footage yeah. of Ripley. Um, and... In that first scene, when you oh, just see him watching it, he's, with, he's already overacting. Yeah, like without him, even yeah. speaking, he's yeah. completely wrong to me. He's yeah. wearing this horribly crap uniform, doing this thing. It's got to Is be a directorial face? thing. Yeah. The face he's pulling with his rapid yeah. eye blinking has got to be a director telling him to do that. Well, he, to me, he plays it like you would. You're the you're the comedy mafia boss. In a, a terrible Stallone comedy, this—that's how he's playing it to me. Yes, and yeah. and and by and large, I mean he's been okay. Is it Blood Simple? He was in the yeah. Coen Brothers Blood Simple. He's all right in that, but of course, you know, uh, he, he's mainly known for his quirky comedy yeah. roles. 
you know, most notably in Cheers. Um, he was terrific in Buckaroo Banzai because yes, yeah. that was a quirky, funny film. But this is an alien film. You know? yeah. You're watching the latest alien film. And when he's going on about it has memories, blah, blah, blah. Shaking his head. What, what, oh, it's, what? yeah, he's, he does that weird twitchy thing. It's almost, it's almost um, um, Lou Costello acting, isn't it? It, it brilliant. That yeah. is a good comparison. The whole, um, you know, stupid me slapping the side yeah. of his face thing. It's like, what the yeah. bloody hell is going on? I've got, um, I've got a new question for you at the end of this recording okay. today. But I'll ask you. But it's relevant to to what this moment. But I'll ask you that at the end, oh, right? right? Okay, yeah. Can yeah. you imagine if this? I mean, I mean, if this had been a chilling character played by Charles Dance, or mm. you know, it, it could have worked so much better. But you've you've immediately you don't believe this character, and the trouble is, you you don't believe this character, so you don't believe this setup. Um, I d nothing about this this entire the way this story is set ever rings true to me and I'm immediately pulled out of the suspension of disbelief because my suspension of disbelief only goes so far yes yes and nothing makes sense on this it's like I don't understand the um, USM Ariga so it's so it's a, a massive I mean we see we see especially in the, the extended cut which is bloody awful. Yes, it's yes, a, we've suffered yeah. for you, listener. Ian yes. and I have had to watch this twice. Twice. Um, I mean, the theatrical cut is bad enough, but the theatrical cut is like it, it's someone in a dinner suit compared to the uh, extended cut, which is like someone with their trousers around their ankle and a, a, a comedy bow tie on. Um, it's awful. But I don't understand this whole Ariga setup. So it's. <coughs> so it's a United United Systems military ship. The military is in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. They sort of mentioned that this might be Perez doing something that the military don't want him to do, which I can't really buy that. That doesn't make any sense why I, this has got to be sanctioned. They're doing it outside of normal space lanes yes. because it's so secret. It's a huge ship. I mean, we're talking the refinery from alien size ship, but there's 42 people on it. Yes. Why is it so big? It's a, it's a medical and scientific research ship. Why does it look like a boiler room? That makes no sense. If ever we wanted clean, white, pristine, it would yes. be this ship. Yes. I'd, none of it makes it, I mean the, the biggest thing right at the end where they go it goes oh no that it was set that if there's ever disaster it goes back to earth why what why would you do that the whole reason you've put it outside of the space lanes is because this is meant to be such a dangerous yes experiment I mean yeah. I don't know why it floods I don't know why there's so much water on board that it floods is there a swimming pool for Perez and his hairy shoulders I don't that is a good point that I hadn't thought about, which is, you know, it's a medical vessel. Yeah. But it looks like the lower decks of the Nostromo. Yeah. Now, the Nostromo had a sick bay, which was pristine and pristine, white. Pristine, yep. And that's a tug. That's a space yeah. tug. Could have a pristine white area. Not here. No. It, 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 and again, it's, it's sort of, it's someone, it's style over substance. Not particularly good style, but it's style over substance. And they're going, oh, the alien universe is dark and dingy. It's got to be dark and dingy. Mm. Well, no, it's only dark and dingy where it's relevant. Um, it, it 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 beggars belief that this got so much money thrown at it, um, and no one was questioning any of this. Mm. And as you say, I mean that is a giant mm. spaceship with a you know quite a dangerous you know um, you know mission, yeah. and yet they have this buffoon. In charge. Yeah, a buffoon in charge who's only got 42 men who evacuate at the slightest alarm. Yep. We've got seven scientists. That doesn't seem a lot. If this is so important, why wouldn't you have your best people on it? Mm -hmm. No one, absolutely no one has any discipline whatsoever. No one really follows orders. No one acts like it. I mean, the, I, I can't stand... I mean, we get, we get that... I don't even know what the character's name is. We get that token... 
guard that they keep alive mm. who and he acts like he's 12 when he gets excited about stuff oh it's just it's just rubbish isn't it it's bollocks it is bollocks it was is painful to watch wasn't it? It, it well we've had all this you know yeah. clownery from Perez yeah. facial clownery um he leaves there, and you know he's he's stalking down the corridor. He yeah. wants he wants Ripley terminated. Yeah. He says, you know, she died trying to wipe wipe out the species, and he doesn't want her to start up her old hobbies again, right? Yeah. Um, and fine. Uh, but then they get to this this door, right? And Perez has oh, got to go yeah. through the door, and sci-fi. we have sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a sci-fi breath recognizer. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is a Jean-Pierre moment. Yeah. Uh, he likes, and I'm quoting him, stupid humour. And I'm also quoting him, he's proud of the stupid humour of the breath recogniser. Bollocks is what I call yeah, it. It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Can you see this in Alien? This moment in Alien? No. no. Also, I mean, so... Let's let's and uh, let's think how how this may work. So Perez goes <sighs> on it. What's it what's it keying off of? Because because the composition of your breath changes minute by minute depending yep. on your the acidity of your gut, what you've just eaten. So wh- I don't know what it's keying off of. But then later on, when Carl breaks the lock by spraying little perfume atomizers over it. Why does that work? Because it, it's you're spraying liquid, not air. Hmm. It, it's stupid, and the fact that it doesn't recognise him straight away—it's yeah. um, just—it's bollocks. It's bollocks. It's silly. Um, Do you think this podcast is going to have the the highest bollock? I think we'll have the highest bollock count. Yeah, in perhaps pod- we should have podcast a bollock I do like, though, I mean, that is bollocks, but they go into the room. We're, we're finding out that clone number eight is the byproduct. What they want yep. is Her Majesty as the prize. Yep. I do like this pullback. Yeah. Do you know what? The shot composition, other than where it, the CGI really lets it down, the shot compositions highlight that he he's a great visual director. Because hmm. um, some of the shots are beautiful. They really, it's like, ooh, this is good. Um, yeah, I like this pullback where we get sort of almost the pronoun game, and he says, uh, you know, Ripley's just um, a byproduct. The real prize is Her Majesty, and it just pulls back, and we get the Queen. Shh, great, give me more of that. That was that yeah. was really well done. Did yeah. you know that's the original Alien Queen? Is it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, um, the studio had given you know an, an awful lot of props to Bob yeah. Burns. And oh, right. uh, he, he very kindly lent it to them. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was going to say they got the, got her back because her career had tailed off after Aliens. <laughs> Couldn't get a lot of other work. They tried getting her on the Muppet Show, but she yeah, wouldn't didn't, fit. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Bob B- Burns lent it to them. He even allowed them to uh, uh, repaint it well, for for this film. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. But wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes away for quite a while. Um, yes, he disappears uh, until yeah, thank- we uh, thankfully. Until the Betty turns up. Uh, trouble is, I, I know you like the Betty. I don't. I think the designs are right. I just can't get around the name because I immediately think of Frank Spencer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're outside the UK, you yeah, don't know what. Or past a certain age, you won't yeah. understand. But yeah, it's um. It, to me, it'd be like naming it the the USS just like that. Uh, it <laughs> wouldn't. It doesn't work. Um, H- yeah, we, HMS yeah. Pipkin. There's another yeah. one. Oh, called it the Pipkin. I'd love to see Alien versus Hartley Hare. Yeah. It's Hartley one would for... win. <laughs> of he, course if, you would. This is what this one gets me. If Perez wasn't in charge, but Hartley Hare was, a we would have less hairy shoulders, but b Hartley Hare's plans would be better. He would organise this better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. would make a profit out of the aliens. Yeah. I think maybe there might be one other person that gets this uh, referencing what, what we're yeah. doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I don't mind actually this this scene where he's talking to Elgin. Yeah, Dan has has reined it back in, and it becomes yeah. like a proper conversation. Apart from the bloody stupid ice cube of whiskey. Yeah. Um, Talk about that's that's they've over-designed the Tassimo, haven't they? That that's that's 
going from a very simple idea of liquid in a bottle, pour it out, to an engineer's gone, how can we make this so complicated? Yeah, a, 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 like a frozen square of matter that you have to put under a laser <laughs> to defrost. Yeah. Um, so why not just keep a bottle of whiskey, mate? There's a reason bottles haven't changed since probably about the fourth uh, century. If uh, you want an answer to yeah. that, ask Jean Pierre because that was his yeah. idea was again. Oh, yeah. okay. This this scene is quite nice, but again, this highlights that this is a rival gang boss talking to the mafia chief and saying, "Can I come onto your premises?" Yes. Uh, but it's I, I agree, it sort of works. I quite like, and then this is where the I think the the one of the few places where the uh, the extended version is better where he where Perez actually because in the theatrical cut you think why why is Perez letting this gang of nutters on your ship having free range and in the extended cut then he gets a few lines where he, he says I want your word no fighting no trouble yeah You'll behave do yourself it. yeah behave yourself um, so I think that it does it helps Perez not to be as much of an idiot as he is in the theatrical cut mm. um, but then he doesn't ever bother assigning guards to follow these people no no um, during this scene it's Dan's idea for Perez to be chewing on the lemon slices yeah. which he regretted because after so many takes in one day with him continually having to yeah. eat the lemons yeah I think he got the squits well, pretty annoys, bad yeah, the next I, day I, I'm not surprised it annoys me it's like have we forgotten how to eat oranges and lemons by whatever century this is because he's like eating it with the peel on <laughs> it's like what mm, stop yeah. it all right so we have to fast forward to yep. when the alarms are starting to go off yes. um here he appears oh dear father instead of having mother in charge we've yeah. got father uh, making the announcement um, this yeah and again that's the that's sort of the fan wank isn't it of why would it be father mm. there was a reason it was called mother and then just leave it. Uh -huh. It's done. You don't need... Oh, it doesn't make any sense. Nope. And, um, yeah, he's in bed when the alarm yeah. goes off. He sits up, showing off his uh, magnificent hairy shoulders. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not, I've not seen... I don't think I've seen him with his shirt off in any other film. Uh, do you think that's his real shoulder hair? That's his real shoulder hair, hair and um, apparently Jean-Pierre thought that was hilarious yeah. and uh, and said to Dan, take your shirt off. Dan yeah. didn't want to do it, but you know Jean-Pierre insisted. And then because isn't that funny? His shoulder hair, yeah, yeah, isn't that funny? He's got hairy shoulders. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gets his men to evacuate. Yeah, immediately. Uh, Immediately, yeah. No, no investigation at all or right. anything. It's like, no, come on, we're leaving. Um, and uh, launches the first of the lifeboats, pulling yeah. another silly face for some yeah. reason. Um, and uh, yeah, and then the second lifeboat goes to go, and we get an alien jumping. Um, and that's the—I didn't realise, but that's the very first digital alien in the Is film it? series. That, I, that, I'm that's not, not very it good. Looks one. awful. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, he lobs this grenade, which goes down into this yeah. lifeboat, and then it launches, and then we get an explosion as it blows up in space. Did that explosion look familiar to you? Uh, I can't say. I mean, it looked like it looked generic, so... Well, it, it, it looks just like the Death Star blowing up in the yeah. first Star Wars film because they used the same guy... The, you know this chemical whiz who who can make explosions you know go different colors and different yeah. speeds and billow in clouds and stuff like that so it looks very similar to the star wars explosion except it's been matted in so horribly yeah it's a terrible effect i you watch this and you you think is this one of those films that was meant to be in 3d and when you watch it in 2d it doesn't quite work because yeah all the all the composite shots are awful, mm -hmm. almost to a to a you know one hundred percent rating. Um, but this one, this this is like our, our first big special effects sequence when the aliens take over the ship very very quickly, and they multiply incredibly quickly considering there was only three of them. 
Um, <coughs> excuse me. And and it looks awful. Yeah. And and this is the big thing. This is what annoys me most about this film. It's like they they're on the one hand saying these aliens are dangerous. This is you know as soon as one gets out, blah, blah, blah. but let's treat it in a comedy slapstick manner. It's rubbish. Don't treat your villains as being comedic if you don't want people to laugh at them. Yeah. Well, we'll be coming back every every four yeah. times to yeah, this. Yeah, to say this. Yeah. To say this, shot, and, yeah. and yeah, you know, talk about specific moments there. But this moment coming up now, oh. I can I can clearly remember from '97 yeah. watching this and thinking, this is shit. Which I think this, is this, this is the only thing I can remember from my first watch of this was like this is an eye rolling moment. It's just it's just nonsense. I mean, it, even the physicality of it is nonsense. The idea of it is nonsense. It's not that funny enough to to warrant doing it i mean so so the force of having your skull cracked open to the point where your brain's leaking out don't even make you lean forward when it happens well let's take the the shot by shot let's yeah. go right so he has just launched this light yes. pod and blown it up for and some he, reason he does the comedy i'm gonna salute that first thing yeah. why does he do the salute yeah. right so we see this out of focus form behind him, yeah. come up behind him. Trying to mimic the wonderful Brett sequence. Yeah, and there is no comparison. No comparison. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't deserve to even be mentioned in the same no. sentence as Brett's death, even though I've just done it. So yeah, wham goes the tongue into the back yeah. of his head. He doesn't move forward at no. all. He, in a, the he acts like someone's thrown a, a tennis ball at him. Yes. Or an empty can. You know, in a scene where someone throws an empty can and it bounces off their head and they just look round. Yeah. And you, you, you start, you think, what's happened? And then he reaches up and he pulls out a big lump of brain and looks at it in a comedy way. Yep. Rubbish. While the alien is still just standing yeah. there. They're incompetent in this, the aliens, aren't they? And... Yet again, this is a Jean-Pierre yeah. choice. He wanted this. Really? And apparently 20th Century Fox, when they saw it, they got very worried that it doesn't make sense and it's a comedy thing yeah. and you've got to redo it. But Jean-Pierre, no, you've given me full reign on this film. He was allowed to keep it in. Amazing. This is the time when you want that studio veto. Somebody should have yeah. been there. I mean... We'll, again, when we go to Alien 3 and return back to Alien 3 and we'll be discussing Vincent Ward's time on the film and yeah. the amount of studio interference to the point that he had spies spying on him and reporting yeah. back to the studio when he wasn't there, there was that amount of studio interference. <laughs> Why wasn't that there yeah. a few years later for this film? It's mad, isn't it? Can you imagine um, if someone takes this Perez death and the way the alien behaves and put some um, ashes dialogue over it about the perfect organism. It don't fit, does it? It doesn't. It yeah. does not. All right. So that's Perez done. He's gone, yes. uh, gone mercifully. Gone and forgotten. Gone <laughs> and forgotten, yeah. Uh, the only behind-the-scenes I've got is that originally, in the original s script, Perez was going to die by being sucked out through a small hole. Oh, in in the I side of the they, ship. Yeah, I suppose they couldn't do that because they ended up using that for the the horrible. Uh, oh, we've got things to say when we talk yeah. about the newborn. But no, Jean Pierre again thought that was too a spectacular death for such a minor character, and changed it to the newborn. We'll give that to the newborn instead, and then yeah. thought up this as well, a replacement. I, think, I suppose he's right that. If he, if he didn't want Perez to have a spectacular death, he's absolutely right. Yes, Perez's death is not spectacular. It's bollocks. There's it's that bollocks, word again. Yeah. yeah. So that was my behind the scenes. So, yeah, here we go. Dan Hedier, as I yeah. say, known for uh, comedy roles. So, yeah. why the Res bloody hell is in, yeah, in, in, in a horror actor, film? He's a respected actor, isn't he? He's a respected comedy actor. And he's good yeah. as a comedy actor. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not running him down. He, he's j yeah. I just think he's horribly, horribly miscast. Yeah, I think. He's he's done what he's obviously been asked to do in this, and he's done his best. But the script is terrible, 
and it you're right totally miscast for this film universe yep um can you imagine him playing dallas well i'm, I'm coming up to my question for you all right that, that 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 no that's that, that that's in a minute all right um but genre tally all right oh yeah he's got a genre tally of 10 oh, that's uh, more than i thought you would have yeah, um, well, the first thing I don't remember him being in at all. Mind you, I haven't seen the film for a very long time, and that's The Hunger. Oh, God, I've not seen that in years. Yeah, it's the video age yeah. I last saw that. I think I had that on yeah, video. Yeah, it would have been on VHS. It would been a rent or whatever. Yep. And then he was in a TV movie called Earthlings. Well, that doesn't ring a bell, no. No, do you want the synopsis? Let, let me see if I can guess the synopsis. Go on, then. Um, is it about... Um, is it about an alien coming down to Earth, uh, fish out of water comedy, meets a wholesome family? Is it Alf or Bigfoot and the Hendersons, but with an alien? Um, it's sort of that, but yeah. it's it, it's the other way round. It oh, says right, it's a pilot for a comedy series about the survivors of a space shuttle crash marooned on a distant planet. So it's Earthlings Come on right. another planet rather than aliens okay. on our planet. The pilot focused primarily on the survivors' attempts to repair the shuttle as well as their initial encounters with two aliens living oh, on the planet. So you were right, it was just yeah. the other way round. Yeah. All right. <coughs> the next ring thing... the changes on these fish-out-of-water comedies. <laughs> <laughs> then he, yeah, Buckaroo Banzai, he played John Gomez. Yeah. And, and he's, he's fine alongside... We should do that on Effectively Speaking. Well, that's a good yeah. point. We haven't done no. uh, Buckaroo Bands. Or oh, have we? Have we done Buckaroo Bands? We I might have done it. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, yeah, no, when you've got him alongside John Lithgow, who's yeah. hamming it up and being very, very oh. silly, yes, that's, that's fine. That's where it fits. That is brilliant, because, yeah, that's comedy gold in a, 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 a humorous comedy sci-fi. Yeah. That's, yeah, brilliant. But don't, don't cast. I mean, I wouldn't cast John Lithgow in an alien film either. To be fair. No, because it's like no. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing so much baggage with you. Yes, yes, you know. yeah. All right. Uh, then he was in the Twilight Zone <coughs> TV series. Um, oh, then I don't, I don't remember seeing much of the new Twilight Zone. I, I mean, not, it I used to come out on um, on video rental on two episodes, two half-hour episodes per tape. And I remember renting about the first five, and I'm thinking, these ain't worth renting. <laughs> no, just stick with the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the next thing, yeah, I can see him in it, because it's that type of film that he's suited for. Uh, he was in The Addams Family. Yep, perfect, uh, yeah. Yeah, then this one, Alien Resurrection. Then he was... It's, um, have I read recently that uh, Rob Zombie's doing The Addams Family? He's done it. He, he, Has he's he done made it. it? it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. God, awesome. No, it, no, it's not the Adams family. It's the Monsters. Oh, Monsters. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah Something yeah. again, totally. Uh, I think they've made it. It's not out until next year, sometime. Right. Um, yeah. Then Alien Resurrection. Then voice acting in Robots. That. Um, oh God! Yeah, that was a terrible. I like the design of the robots in it, yeah. but it, no, They're it wasn't a good much, film. Uh, it's a little bit of advertising for you. Very much like your rusty robots that you uh, make and sell. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then um, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Not seen it, so I don't know uh, what it was I, in that. I watched about half hour of it, and I wanted to um, poke my eyes out. All right, it's awful. Okay. Well, I won't. I won't seek that no. out then. Uh, and then he was in Gotham, the Gotham TV series, oh, right. where I'm he played never, Detective Dick. Anne likes it. She watched it. All. I started watching that, it, yeah. but it's a it's a Batman show without Batman with no, in well, it. Well, that's what that's what. Um, answer is like why would you do uh, a show like this and then take out the most interesting character yeah like, um, cost <laughs> I don't know yeah, it's that and the fact that he, he's a young Bruce Wayne and yet yeah. he, he gets to know all the villains all the yeah. villains are established before never he becomes do Batman. prequels never uh, do prequels <laughs> <Yes>. alright um, <coughs> excuse me next little thing um Merchandise. I don't think there's any merchandise. Would you buy a General Perez action figure with removable bit of brain at the back? I would buy one if they flopped his shoulders. <laughs> like, do you remember, like Beastman or whatever it was that that um, He-Man figure that w had fur? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they did that, if they had hairy shoulders, Perez, you could sort of picture it because it would be in that chunky style. Yes. That was around at the time with action feature. You squeeze his hairy arms in and he makes a face. He goes, oh. See? 
Brilliant. Yeah. It would have sold by the uh, by the bucket load, I reckon. Yeah. Or a General Perez fuzzy felt figure. Fuzzy felt, that would work, yeah. Where the fuzzy felt is just on his shoulders. Now they could do, you mean you know those um those felting kits you can get where you make little animals by yeah. by poking pins into into wool. Um you could make a Perez felting kit. <laughs> and it would be more entertaining than watching it him would. in the film, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. All right, yeah, this thing I alluded to at the beginning, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to ask you it here before we okay. do, you know, the alienist factor where we vote out of 10 uh, on the person. I think I've mentioned it before when we've t done other... Yeah, we definitely did with Andrews, but the question is, can you see the subject of today's recording in Alien and where? Uh, no, simple answer, no. No. Um, he's... The, the only... The only thing I could see him fitting in Alien, and I, I wouldn't do it, is if you had a terrible scene where Brett's watching some terrible sitcom, like in Robocop, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar. Mm. And he's the character on the sitcom. Yeah. I, that's the only way I could see him fitting in. Yeah, yeah. Because we said, didn't we, uh, um, at, uh, Van Leeuwen could fit in it fit because if, in, yep. yeah, if there was going to be some transmission they received from Earth about yep. now you've got to go and investigate Van Leeuwen could do yep. that and we've said Andrews if the Nostromo docked somewhere for refueling you can see yep. Andrews running that or the bar in yep. there but no Perez like you say unless it's like a comedy TV show someone's watching no he doesn't yeah, fit does he no. alright and so off the back of that what do you give General Perez out of ten for his alienness factor? I don't want to give him a zero because. Shall I tell you what you've I, given the other ones so on, far? Yeah, I, th yeah. I think each time, just to help you out. Yeah. So, you gave Kane right yeah. a, a seven and a half. Okay. You gave Van Lewin a four, and you okay. gave Andrews a six. Okay. Um, Oh God! I got after a fight because, yeah, I gave Van Leeuwen a four, um, and he Van Leeuwen is much better than than Perez. Um, I, I'm going to go because I I think there can be worse characters. I'm going to go with a two. A two. Um, there's a couple of lines of his that I think I go oh, okay. Like you say, I like the scene with him um, and um, the deep voiced character from the Betty. What's his Elgin. Name? Elgin. I, yeah. see, I can't remember any of these people's names. No. Nope. Which shows the impact they had. Elgin. I like that scene, and I do like the way he does the uh, when they're walking down the corridor and he goes, um, "You're not thinking of Terminator now, are you?" And he goes, "You bet I am." I quite like that. I think that's a nice. He plays that line really well. So he's not a total write-off, but he's close to it. Yeah, two for me. That's that's generous, I think. Well, I was going to give him a zero. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, he's horribly miscast and the yeah. comedy is horrible. But what you've just said there, yeah, they're walking down the corridor and talking to Elgin. All right, I'm, I'm going to move him up to a one. Okay. All right, so that's one and a half. Which um, I think is a fair place. Yeah, then. and the other thing that I'm thinking is there is a worse character for me yes. in Alien Resurrection, yeah. okay? And, uh, all right, yeah, he's slightly nudged up. To yeah. one point, so that's a one and a half, and that's purely for my respect for Dan Hedaya as a comedy actor. He's fine in anything else, yes. just don't put yeah. him in a sci fi given, horror yeah, film. I've given you two because, uh, yeah, because you are in Bakary Banzai, yeah, and that 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 raises your coolness factor a bit. Yeah. All right, okay, so one and a half, so he's yeah. at the bottom, um, might be staying there for quite a while, we don't yeah. know, uh, but it depends because I, I, I literally, um, I. I the listeners might think we plan all this out, <laughs> um, but I literally have no idea who you're choosing as characters. No, I do this with Doctor Who, don't you I? Do, yeah, you surprise me. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. So, well, here we go then. Um, do I give you a clue? Go on. Give us uh, who a, our we're next back one to, is? We're back to Alien. Yeah, well, but before we're not, that, we're I'm... not doing the AVPs, are we? I haven't got to watch them, have I? No, no, no. I, I thought maybe we'll do the um, um, the alien uh, AVPs as some special, yeah, or maybe so. a Patreon thing. I, I have a soft spot for the first one, even though it's terrible, terrible film. I have a soft spot for the first one. I have some terrible memories of the second one, which are probably worth going into at a later date. <laughs> yeah, I I mix them up. 
I, I, I mix them up, yeah. that, that, those two. I, I can never remember which is which. If you can see what's happening in a scene, it's not Requiem. Right. Okay. That is, that, that, <laughs> what they forgot, they spent all their budget, and then they thought, oh, hang on, we need some lights. Ah, no, we'd be all right without it. And they just filmed in the dark. It was amazing. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'll give you a clue, but before that, I just should say yes. next week, of course, we're going back to the thinging character. Yes, we uh, are, yeah. And where we're going to be talking about Norris. All right, oh, so... Yeah, we good. So, yeah, we've so got... That's, that's the way to get ahead. <laughs> you've, you've got another week now to think of more of those. Well, my Norris <laughs> All right. Uh, and then... Yeah, you gave back. me advance warning. Oh, God, I see. Well, can you top those two? You've got a week to try, all right? So, yeah, and then in two weeks' time, as you say, we reset, thank goodness, yep. and uh, palate cleanser of Alien. Um, and the clue to our character we're going to do from Alien, I'll, I'll give you the character's first two names. Oh. Right? Okay. Middle name, Munro. Right. Do you know who that is? Munro. No. Uh, you should get the first name because I know you've got the Nostromo, the Fate of the Nostromo board game. It's Dennis. Oh, is it, it's um, is it Parker? It is Parker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I I remember looking at the board game and going, Dennis. Dennis to wow. me is you know Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Old woman, yeah. man. Dennis. You know? My name's Dennis. I'm 37. I'm yeah. old, you know? That is a Dennis to me, not yes. bloody Parker. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis works in the local sandwich shop. Yes, Dennis yeah. Penis. Monroe Parker. Okay, yeah, I go with that. It's not it's quite interesting name, but Dennis Parker. Dennis Monroe oh. Parker is our next character. All right. Oh dear. Uh, not oh dear for him, because whoa, great character. Um, but oh dear for Dennis. I've got a feeling, you know, that old General Perez here won't be sharing his lifeboat with Parker. No. I think Parker, we're going to score a bit higher, higher up, I, don't you? I think so, yes, yeah. All right. I think it'll be an interesting one, that, yeah. I look forward to that. All right, so one week, Norris. Next week, uh, week after that, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. We're in the... See, Norris shares the same thing. Norris's um, first name, Vance, doesn't suit, does it? No. Vance. Vance no. is a superhero name. Yeah. Not a guy in a blue chunky jumper with a no. dodgy ticker. Um, Dennis Norris. I could see that. Yeah. Norris could be a Dennis. He does look like a Dennis. Yeah. Would Vance Parker work? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah, let's let's, let's swap them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay, yeah, all right then. Well, yeah, um, yeah, you've got a choice so, then. So we've got some heavy hitters coming up. He Big yeah. heavy hitters coming. All right. So, uh, yeah, join us back for that then, folks. All right. Good stuff. All right. Well, yep. yeah. see you then. Right. Bye. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.